Hello, my intelligent people. My name is Don Bingham, and you are listening to the Big Money Podcast, where every episode we will do our very best to motivate and convince you to be intelligent with your finances. Okay, so typically on this podcast, I'm going to be giving you in-depth examples of how you can put your money into financial intelligent places that will make you more money every month. However, since this is our first episode, I'm just going to give you a bit of a background on what I'm all about and what this podcast is going to be all about. So I'm going to talk about first in this episode, assets and liabilities. Assets are things that make you money every month and liabilities are things that cost you money every month. And then second, I'm going to be talking about four different paths that you can take in life. You can be an employee, you can be self-employed, you can be a business owner, or you can be an investor. So, and then I'm just going to talk about how at any point in life, you can start on the path to financial intelligence. At no point is it too late. You could be 15 years old or you could be 55 years old or 65 and already retired. It's never too late. So... I'll just get right down to it. My first topic, assets versus liabilities. So as I said earlier, assets are things that make you money every month and liabilities are things that cost you money every month. So a typical belief in the, in our society is that a home is an asset. If you buy a home and you're living in it, then it's an asset. But on the contrary, a home is actually a liability if you are living in it because a home will cost you money every month through um, property taxes, maintaining your home, gardening your home everything it's all costing you money every month and although it is an asset that you're sitting on and you can sell it for money it's costing you so much money every month that it is really considered a liability <clears throat> and for example getting a car payment like say you get a promotion in your job so you decide to upgrade your car to a bmw and you lease a bmw that is a liability even if you were owning that BMW, that would be a liability because it is not making you any money every month, any month, and it is um, costing you money through your car payments or your insurance payments or your gasoline that's going into your car. So what I want to kind of show my listener and what a big part of this podcast is going to be about is convincing listeners to buy assets and not liabilities. An example would be a home. Even though I said that is a liability, if you were to buy or mortgage that home and then rent it out to someone else, then that would be a perfect example of an asset and not a liability because each month you're making money on that mortgage payment or that rent payment. Even though you're paying that mortgage payment, you have renters that are paying that mortgage payment for you. And if you're in the middle of the country where this works, then you'll actually be making profit every month on the rent paid minus your mortgage paid. So that's a great example. That I just want to disclaimer that doesn't work on the coast of the country typically like in California cash that cash flow model doesn't work a lot because the houses cost a lot the mortgage is really high and the rents are actually lower than the mortgage so on the coast you're typically going to want to buy a house for appreciation and in that case you could live in it but it's still not a good asset because you're still paying money every month so that's the gist with assets and liabilities and you just want to from whenever whenever you whenever this clicks in your head you're going to want to start this pattern in your spending every, every purchase you make think about it as an investment whether you're buying a taco after work or you're going to buy a new car think about it as an investment you're investing your money by doing that are you getting a return on investment from that taco are you getting a return on investment that you're happy with through that car that's the most important thing you typically want every big purchase you make to be covered by assets as in you're making enough money from your assets every month 
in order to pay for that item that you're buying. So if, for example, I want to go get a new car, let's say I wanted to go lease a C63 AMG Mercedes, lease payment on that is about 1400 a month, I think. So in order to pay for that asset, it would be wise of me to go out and put a down payment on a house in Nevada or Tennessee or Texas or any of those places in the middle of the country and then get a nice enough house so that the rent pay to me minus my mortgage pay to the bank is enough to cover that 1400 monthly payment on my C63. That's a perfect way to think about it and you everyone should be thinking about their purchases like that because the typical model is you spend more money as you make more money. However, how it should be is you're buying more assets as you're making more money because then in the long run, you'll be making more money from those assets than you are from your job or however you're making money in the first place right now. Okay, so again, since this is my first episode, I'm not going to be going into any deep examples. I'm going to save that for my later episodes on real estate investing or ATMs or small business ownership. But in this episode, I just want to brush over everything. So the gist, the biggest, most important thing with assets and liabilities is you need to make sure that your assets, your monthly income coming in every month from your assets outweigh your liabilities because we all have to have liabilities. That's just that's just an inevitability of life. Any house you're living in, whether it's rent or anything, even if you're living out of your car, you're going to have liabilities. You still need to buy gasoline. You still need to buy food for yourself. It's all liabilities but the most important thing is that your assets cover your liabilities like I used in the C63 example. So my next topic for this episode is um, the four paths that you can take in life and this is really important. This is this is a little bit more important to do when you're young. It's harder to do when you're old but still possible. So the first path you can take is becoming an employee. The second path is being self-employed. The third path is being a business owner, which is different than being self-employed. And the fourth path is being an investor. So I'll start out with being an employee. I think we can all understand what that means. It means getting a job. It means having that job for most of your life and then retiring using your 401k or however you retire to um, pay for the rest of your life. And this is not the most financially intelligent way to be. It it can be financially intelligent if you use that money made from your job to buy assets, like I spoke about earlier. But typically that's difficult. Typically being an employee won't make you enough money to have that extra funding to put into assets. It mostly just gives you the money to pay for your current liabilities. And that's where most of the country is right now. Probably about 95% of the country are employees. And that is... A big reason why a lot of the country is not or cannot be financially intelligent. So a much better path than being an employee is being self-employed, but it's not the best. Being self-employed, you do get to choose your own hours. You get to choose when you go on vacation. You get to choose, you sometimes get to choose your own wage. But what being self-employed really is, is just creating a job for yourself because being self-employed entails that you still need to go into work every day. You you can't not go into work. You can't take a six-month vacation and have your business still making you money. And that's what being self-employed means. It's like if you owned a, um, let's say, a car wash. 
but that you didn't hire enough people at that car wash to um, make it run all the time. That And you had to be there. You had to be the manager, et cetera. That would be self-employed. Another great example, actually, I learned recently that to be a franchisee of Chick-fil-A, you actually need to work at the restaurant every day. You can't be a franchisee like you would be at Taco Bell or a different restaurant where you just hire everyone to make it run. You actually need to be there every day. And that's a perfect example of being self-employed. Those people make anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000 a year, but they have to come into work every day. So in the third path, which varies from the other two paths significantly is being a business owner. Being a business owner is very different than being self-employed, although it sounds pretty similar. Being a business owner entails that you have a business that functions on its own without you needing to be there. Let's think of an example of uh, being a business owner. There are a million. Let's say you own a laundromat. That is a perfect example of being a business owner because you don't have to go in there every day. You can even hire a manager to go in there and refill all the cash machines, make sure all the machines are running properly, everything. And that's a perfect example of being a business owner because you can go on a six-month vacation. You could go to live in Hawaii for six months, and as long as you have your cell phone on you, your business can function completely fine without you being there. And that is the, the third and fourth path, business owner investor, are the two most financially intelligent paths that you can take in life. And whether you're an employee, a self, self-employed, or the other two, you can move up and become either of any of them using financially intelligent strategies to buy assets and not liabilities. So that brings me to my fourth point, being an investor. Being an investor is someone who strictly buys assets to make their income. Let's say a real estate investor, for example, maybe they'll have 10 houses in their portfolio and regular houses, one person homes or one family home, single family homes. So this investor makes all of their income off of the rent paid off of those homes minus the mortgage they pay. So that is a great example of being an investor because you you don't have to go into work every day. There is no work to go into every day. You just have to make sure that you're getting your payments every month and you're making your payments every month. And that's that's why that's the most financially intelligent path of these four paths because <clears throat> you don't need to dedicate your time every day, every week to this. You can focus on dedicating your time to other things, whether they're buying more assets or even a job, even being an employee. You can be an employee and investor at the same time, <clears throat> but you need to be financially intelligent in order to do this. And that's that's what I'm trying to teach you in this podcast, that you can be financially intelligent while you're doing anything, but these are the these are my favorite paths that you can take being a business owner and investor because then you don't have to dedicate all of your time. You're not trapped in a job or even trapped in a job that you created for yourself. You are free to do what you please during the day. And overnight you can do anything you want and the money is still coming in every month. It's paying your bills and it's paying for your liabilities. So whether you're 20, let's say you're 20 years old, and you're figuring out what you want to do. If you're 20 and you don't already have a business or you don't already know exactly what you're going to do, I suggest getting a job. Just that that is the best path, becoming an employee first. I would suggest choosing a job in an industry that you could see yourself starting a business in because that is the that's the best asset that you can have, a business that you started. And at the same time, you you need money to make money, and that job will give you money. 
hopefully when you're 20 years old, you can still live with your parents and you don't have to pay rent and a lot of your liabilities won't be there yet and it'll give you an opportunity to start building up your money in order to buy assets. And it's, it's, it's not as hard as it sounds like to build up the money to gain those assets. You can invest in the stock market. It, it, dedicate six months of your life while you're in that job learning about the stock market and you can increase your, your money by at least 100% a year trading. Just, just learning that. It, that won't be consistent. You won't continue doing that. But just to build up your <clears throat> your money to buy assets, that, that is a good strategy. But so on to my third topic of this episode, which is no matter where you are in life, you can start on this path to financial intelligence. It's very true. The older you are, the more money you have to buy those assets that will make you money every month. And even if you're 45 years old and you have no money, you have a job, but all of your liabilities are paying, are being paid for by that job and you have no money left over, just start getting rid of those liabilities. Start just figuring out a way to build up a little bit of money, even if it's just $10,000. You put $10,000 in the right stock and it'll be $20,000 the next day. Don't don't rely on that because that's day trading and you will lose all your money in the long run, but it can help you. And there are a lot of other assets that I'll talk about in this podcast alone that you can use just $10,000 to make a significant amount of money every month. Start paying for your assets and build or for your liabilities and start building up more money to buy more assets. And then it all just snowballs from there. So that's the gist of what I wanted to go over this episode. But I just really want to get through to my listeners that this podcast will be a fun podcast to listen to, and it will be great for anyone of any ages, and it will just really show you how you should be spending your money and how you should be thinking about money in general. And since this is my first episode I want to put out there to any of my listeners who are interested in this, I highly suggest that you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki if you have not read that already, because that will alone put you on the path to financial intelligence. If you really adopt the strategies that he talks about in that book, that will get you very far, farther than probably 99% of the people in this country already. So, um, thank you for tuning in. That's really all I want to go over in this episode. I want to save the rest of the good stuff, the deep examples for my next episodes. But tune in, and I think you'll learn a lot. So on my next episodes, I'll be talking about real estate investing, trading the stock market, buying ATMs, automated teller machines, small business ownership, and many, much more, much more. So I hope this is something you're interested in because this is something that everyone should be interested in. But um, that's about all for today. So thank you for listening. I hope I see you next time. Goodbye.